It's good to see all of you here this Sunday morning. Um, I hope you had a good service last week together as God's people and that you received the word of God from Pastor Billy Park in a way that encouraged you and challenged you to, to live as the family of God. I'm glad to be back here um, on this Sunday morning with all of you. And I pray that all of you had a good week in the Lord, that the Lord has presented himself before you in spirit and in truth. Today, we continue on our series on the fruit of the Holy Spirit, and we get to the last two characteristics of this fruit. Uh, we're almost at the end, so today and next Sunday will be our, our final two sermons on the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Today, we look upon gentleness. Now, when we think about the fruit of the Holy Spirit, gentleness is not something that comes to mind very quickly, uh, right away to, to many of us. In fact, we don't really go around asking people and looking at people, hey, you have the fruit of gentleness. You are such a gentle human being, and I see Christ's gentleness come out in you. For most of us, we, we look at the, the major fruits in the beginning. We, we want to have loy, love. We want joy. We want peace and patience and perhaps God kindness as well. But when we get to the, the last two, when we get to gentleness, it's not something that sort of readily pops up to many of us. And in fact, I think many of us need to continue to pray to the Lord, Lord, may your spirit engender in our hearts this characteristic of gentleness. Teach me to be gentle. Teach me to love people in such a way that they see the gentleness of your spirit in me. We may pray for love, joy, peace, and patience. But as individuals and as a church, we need to pray that we have this gentle spirit that God wants to engender in all of us. Now, there's a reason why gentleness is not something that's high on our list, because we confuse the word gentleness with, with weakness or gentleness with, um, with, with, with not having any power or any, any control, or gentleness of, as, as, someone, as, as being something that's inferior. But gentleness is, is very different. Gentleness or, or meekness, um, both words sort of uh, are translating the, the Greek here, gentleness or meekness is, is, simply, is simply strength applied in love. Let me say that again, that, that gentleness or meekness is simply strength that is applied in love. In order to be gentle with someone, in order to be gentle with anything, you actually need the strength or the power to crush it. You need the strength or the, or the power to, to crush someone's dreams or, or to, to crush uh, an, an article or, or, or a thing. So there's strength applied in love. When you have a little child who's two years old and you 
take them to the petting zoo, and they're they're petting a good sized horse. You don't you don't say be gentle because the child has no power to be to be rough with the horse, but to be gentle and meek, to be gentle and have a quiet spirit requires that we have the capability or the strength to be otherwise. And so scripture teaches us that as human beings made in God's image, that God has given us power and the ability to bless people and to curse people. Let me say that again. God has given us, as people made in God's image, the ability to and to curse people. Just like God has the ability to bless and to curse people, He has given that power, albeit in, in human form, to one another. And the question for us is, are we people who use the strength that God has given us, use these capabilities that God has given us to bless people or to curse people? To love people or to destroy people. And you see, love that is not applied with gentleness, love that is not applied with a meek and humble spirit, will in the long run be construed as meanness, callousness, overbearing, controlling. And this is not what God wants from his people. We see in scripture that this aspect of gentleness is very important to the Christian life. In James chapter 4, verse 17, James, the, the, the brother of John, says it this way, But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sowed in peace, by those who make peace. In other words, the wisdom that we are to practice in loving one another, um, that the, uh, there's an aspect of it that is gentle in restoring people, gentle in imparting counsel, gentle in imparting wisdom. We do not go to people with a hammer and say, this is what you're doing wrong, this is what you need to change, and you need to do it now. Now, that's over against the popular notion of counsel today, is it not? That in today's age, we want to sort of tell it like it is and tell it like it is right now. Now, there are times, and our Savior does that as well. But those counsels of just tell it like it is, Jesus does it two ways. One, to the Pharisees, to those who are opposed to God. But that's Jesus. Number two, is to his disciples, to those who know him already, who love him. And those who know that 
they are loved by him as well. That when he is harsh to Peter, when he's harsh to John, that they know that Jesus loves them. But in terms of our overall disposition of sharing wisdom and loving people, our overall disposition must, must not be one of harshness, but must be one of gentleness. That God's people are known for being approachable, for being kind. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, Paul says it this way, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. And in verse 5, let your reasonableness, or another translation, let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You see that in between rejoicing in the Lord and not being anxious about life today, that squeeze in between there, Paul says, let your gentleness be made known. That it is this gentle, humble spirit that is an outflow of our joy in God. That allows us to persevere through the, the difficulties of life that is around us. That leads us to prayer. A gentle and a humble spirit is all connected with our joy, with our ability to suffer well, with our ability to seek wisdom, with our ability to be joyful, to love, to be kind to all. Now, it'll be almost impossible for me to give a really good, complete definition of gentleness. Strength applied in love is, is a good start. But let me give you a picture of gentleness, and, and we can go sort of nowhere else but to see our Lord Jesus and how he practiced gentleness to you and to me. You see, Jesus is known as the Good Shepherd, as the one who loves his sheep, as the one who would lay down his life for his sheep. The picture that we have in, in Isaiah is, is a picture of, of a shepherd who, who hugs and, and cares for his sheep and loves his sheep tremendously. That the shepherd who has all the, the power and authority over the sheep is not harsh with the sheep, but lovingly cares for them, feeds them, leads them, leads them to, to quiet paths, gives them water to drink. That this good shepherd is there to protect them from their enemies. That this good shepherd would lay down his life for his sheep. Jesus did not come with a sword. He is one with full strength. 
deepest application to that for us is that He showed us that we needed Him. And He showed us that we needed Him for our salvation. And He showed us that He is one who gives with, with, with empty hands to us. That He calls us to Himself in His kindness, in His gentleness, in His love. I think many of us in our workplaces and perhaps unfortunately in our familial relationships will have people in our lives who demand things from us in order for them to show what they believe is love. Do your chores, get your work done. Do X, Y, and Z, and I'll reward you with A, B, and C. And oftentimes, these people who are demanding it and sort of legalistic in their ways call this love. I'm being loving to you by giving you opportunities to work. I'm being loving to you because I'm putting a roof over your head and giving you food to eat. But this type of love without gentleness is, is not love at all, but turns into a self-righteousness and a controlling type of relationship that we all recognize. But God did not do that. God surely could have done that. God could surely have demanded our allegiance. But Jesus came humbly. In Matthew 21, verse 4, we, we see um, that, that, that Matthew um, recites from Isaiah 42, uh, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. Jesus comes not as a king to conquer, but as a humble God-man to bring salvation to all. Jesus calls you today, brothers and sisters. Jesus' love for you is gentle. Jesus' love for you is open. Jesus' love for you is, is, is a love from his meekness towards you. That you may see in Jesus, not only a Savior, but someone like you. Born a human being. Tempted and tried. Persecuted because of righteousness. And yet loved. In Matthew chapter 11, 28, Jesus says to you, says to me, come to me. All who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
Jesus calls you as a boy, but as a gentle, as a man with who is lowly in heart and calls you to rest with him. Gentleness allows people to approach other people. And so Jesus' gentleness bids you to draw near to him. He will not push you away. He will not judge you. He will welcome you, forgive you, restore you. This is the picture of the great cosmic gentleness that God has bestowed upon you and me. Now, there are a couple things that, that we can consider about asking God, God, help me. Help me bear, bear this, this fruit of, of gentleness. Help me have this characteristic that is from on high. I do not want the gentleness of this world that, that masks itself as, as, as selfless. I do not want the gentleness of this world that has ulterior motives. Give me the gentleness that is from on high, Lord Jesus. Give me the gentleness that allows me to, to see that I am that I belong to you. Give me the gentleness that allows me to have that same meekness and gentleness to others. And there's two things I want to, to talk about here. First, we already sort of touched upon that one of the fruits, one of the aspects of gentleness is the ability to receive God's word with humility. Let me say that again. One of the most important aspects of gentleness is the ability to receive God's word, to be rebuked, to be challenged, to repent, to desire more of his word, to be gentle or meek in spirit. Look at James 1 verse 19 and, and listen to what, what the author says. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And verse 21, therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Let me read that again. Receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. One of the most beautiful aspects of this fruit of gentleness or meekness is a person's ability to be humble before the Lord to receive God's word and to say, God, your word has authority over my life. 
I do not have authority over your word. I will not come to your word, listen to it, and then say, well, but, well, here's an exception. Well, you don't understand this experience I'm having. Well, my circumstance is a little bit different. I do not come with excuses. I do not come trying to justify myself. I do not come trying to find a way around it. But I come humbly and meekly to God's word, allowing it to change my heart, allowing me to, to repent, and allowing me to follow him. Brothers and sisters, this, this type of gentleness is, is, and humility or meekness that we are talking about is not from the world. The world cannot be gentle or meek before the Lord. The world cannot have the softness of the heart without the Spirit working in them. But for you who know the Lord, Come to the Lord in meekness of heart. Come ready to listen to God's word. Come desiring to know God's will. Secondly, we are to be gentle and meek with our brothers and sisters and with the world that is around us. And we alluded to that in James chapter 4, and, and we can see it also in Matthew chapter 5 when we talk about the, um, 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 the, the, the Beatitudes. When Jesus goes through the different attitudes or characteristics we are supposed to have, and he says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who are gentle. Blessed are those who are humble. Blessed are those who are meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Now, remember once again, in Christ Jesus, we are strong. We do not use our strength to bludgeon other people, but we use our strength in meekness. And God tells us that, that those who are wise to apply this, this, this love with the strength that we have in such a way that other people are one to Christ or other people will recognize God living in us, that we are the ones who inherit the earth. We are the ones who will be given the inheritance as Christ has promised to all his people when he returns. What does that look like? You do not need to win every argument. You do not need to change the world today. You do not need to have results yesterday. You do not need people to change right now. But in love, you state your case in meekness. And you recognize that it's God's timing, not my timing. That God knows what he's doing. I don't. That God ultimately will do his work in the brothers and sisters around us, not me. That I will not love with harshness 
I will not love in a way that deters people. But I'll be meek and gentle. That I may win people over to the Lord. Brothers and sisters, this, this world belongs to God. And you might look at this world and say, this world is falling apart. Trust that Jesus knows what he's doing. Trust that God knows what he's doing. So when you go out there trying to love people, don't feel the burden that, that you need to be God and you need to change everything, that you need to fix people. No. The fruit that you are to bear is not one of justice. The fruit you are to bear is not that of righteousness. The fruit that you are to bear is meekness, gentleness, to love. Jesus has done that for us, has he not? Jesus says to you once again, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, for I am gentle and lowly of heart. Come to him first. Know his perfect love. Be embraced by him. Read his word and find solace in it. And let us pray in earnest that we may bear this fruit that comes from above. It's, typo, it's, it's kind of refreshing, is it not, that when we go through God's word and when we see the, this fruit of the Spirit, we're, we're not talking about self-help, right? We're, we're not talking about here are 10 steps to be gentle. We're not talking about looking inside ourselves and, and trying to, to, to find ourselves. We're not talking about that. It's refreshing because it's not something that we can do. It's refreshing because God, the God of mercy, the God of infinite grace will give it to us, will we'll pour down upon us this gentleness that we so desire. And in so doing, God will give us that peace that surpasses all understanding. So brothers and sisters, let us pray for all the characteristics of all the, of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. But today, let us pray for gentleness. Let us pray that we be known as a gentle people who love wisely with the power and strength that he has given us. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and your mercy. Lord, we, we pray, Lord, that as a church, as individuals, we pray, Lord, as um, people who are sons and daughters, fathers and mothers, husbands and wives, as brothers and sisters, as, as friends, as workers, as, as managers, Lord, whatever role that you have given us, that you would help us, Lord, to be gentle in our dealings with one another. Teach us, Lord, to apply the authority, the strength, the knowledge that we have, the insight that we have in such a way, Lord, 
that the other person feels loved, that the other person feels and knows that they can approach us all the time. May we be known as a people with a gentleness that comes from you, not something that we try to work up in ourselves. And so we ask of you, Lord God, make us a gentle people by your spirit that we may absorb your word with all humility and that we may go forth and love others as you have taught us to do. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.